You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 5720 Ridge Avenue. For more information, check out circleofhope.net or join us in person on Sunday evenings at 5 p.m. There's not much to Circle of Hope if there isn't a miracle. I was thinking about that this week. We've been relying on miracles since we launched this congregation. We are the newest congregation of Circle of Hope out of four others, or three others. And I kind of think that's the way it should be, this reliance on miracle. Um, you You can't multiply the church without miracles. If we could exist without God doing miracles, then we're relying on our own Um, devices or programs or strength, and we probably should just shut it down because we need God's presence to be the church. And we're building something that will only run if love is, is fueling it and if the Spirit of God is leading us. We're building something that, um, oh, if we were to If we're able to walk along without relying on Jesus, we're blind to our own needs and our own limitations, and we might as well be out of business. So if you're feeling your needs and your limitations tonight, I think that's a good place to be to rely on a miracle. And I start with that because I want to talk about one of Jesus' miracles tonight in Scripture and consider what miracles that we need right now. Relying on God's presence to survive as the church could sound a little dramatic. Talking about miracles might seem um, a little grandiose. You you might think, we're doing just fine. Um, What we've got going is working. But the movement of Jesus is always expansive. And it's more likely that many of us um, organize to preserve and even maybe protect what is rather than moving on to what's next. I think the natural pull of any group, or um, including the church, is to settle in or to maintain what is. And the world needs hope and the love that we've found in Jesus. And the need is drastic. We need to feel that. We, need, uh, we do need Jesus to keep doing miracles. I could give you statistics and research that um, talks about uh, the state of the world, but I actually thought I would just show you a music video that I think captures the zeitgeist of our time. You'll see uh, this general spirit of loneliness, anxiety, and disconnection. Uh, It's by a Japanese-American singer-songwriter, Mitsuki. And in an interview, she explained how the lyrics of the chorus, which is just the word nobody, came out of this moment, her own moment of desperation and loneliness, where she was on her hands and knees crying and repeating the word nobody, nobody, nobody. I love all the details in this music video, so we're going to watch the whole thing, um, just see how much you can take in.
she captured this um, sense of being stuck in isolation, search for meaning and connection. People feel this. You might feel it. Can you relate to being stuck in a dark place? We are literally in the midst of winter, about to have another snowstorm, maybe, or rain. Oh, it is. It's landing. Um, 
Maybe you just feel in the dark because, because the days are short. Or maybe, maybe you've been trying to make a change in direction this entire season of epiphany, and you still feel stuck in the same patterns of thinking or feeling or relating. Maybe you feel that sense of emptiness and isolation. The story I want us to read together today is about blind Bartimaeus, who called out to Jesus and asked for what he needed. Jesus literally said to him, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus is ready to pull us out of our isolation and the dark places where we get stuck. I have this icon of Bartimaeus in my office, although I printed it out from my regular printer and I can't, I can't quite read the words that are around the frame, but I know what it says. I've seen it in, in a, a better print. And the fact that I can't quite read it clearly is good because it prompts me to actually remember what is it that, what is this prayer? And it helps me to pray it deliberately. It says, I come to thee, O Christ, blind from birth in my spiritual eyes, and call to thee in repentance. Thou art the most radiant light to those stuck in darkness. Bartimaeus' story is found in three of the Gospels. And it's told a little differently in each one. And there's different speculation as to why that is. But I've been working my way through the book of Mark um, in these talks the last few weeks. So I stuck with the one in Mark. Um, let's read it together. Would somebody be willing to read for us? When he heard that it was Jesus in Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then he rebuked him, told him to be quiet. He shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, Call him. They can't, they called him one day. Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Put on his cloak aside and jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Grandma, I want to see you. Go, said Jesus, your faith and see you. Immediately he received his sight. Thanks, Robbie. That was Mark 10, 46 to 52. We don't know if Bartimaeus was blind from birth or not, but um, again, that icon reminds me of my own spiritual blindness. Bartimaeus presumably had been routinely begging by the gate, doing what he knew how to, how to do in order to survive. But there is more to life than relying on what he could get from others, and he longed to see. 
he didn't, he didn't want to stay where he was. He wanted to receive his sight and to be healed of his blindness, to have the ability to live in a new way. And he knew that Jesus could do that. He understood enough of who Jesus really was that he called out for mercy. It's notable to me that where Jesus responded with mercy, the crowd around him did not. It seems that the crowd saw his call to Jesus as this interruption. Maybe Jesus was teaching them as they went along. And the harsh response was like sharp disapproval of Bartimaeus. They tried to silence him with their rebuke and and put him in his place. But he got all the louder. He was persistent and determined to relate to Jesus, to not be stuck in his blindness. He was determined to ask for compassion instead of condemnation, and he received it. That's what Jesus does. Jesus brings compassion and forgiveness instead of judgment and condemnation. That is mercy. He said, son of David, have mercy on me. Our own condemnation of ourselves can be a really dark place. We might know how to live there, but Jesus is ready to offer us mercy when we ask. Bartimaeus demonstrates um, that kind of faith to ask for it. He, He was one of the first recorded people outside of the apostles to proclaim Jesus to be the Messiah. The title he used when he called to Jesus was Son of David, in reference to the prophecies about the Messiah, the one who would come to save. He demonstrated faith, believing that Jesus had the power to free him and to give him sight. And Jesus silenced the the crowd's condemnation and rebuke, and he called to Bartimaeus asking, what is it you want me to do for you? With this question, Jesus is asking him to state his need, to make his request known so that he could provide the miracle. I've been thinking about how that might work for us. Jeffy and I were just talking last week about asking God for what we need. The miracle is not just reserved for like individual people. I was thinking about this in terms of our congregation. We're kind of like the blind man along the road. In many ways, we're humble and limited, and the world is kind of passing us by. I don't know if you feel this, but I'm aware of it, even just watching the news. They barely even notice us. I'm sure there are plenty of people right here in Roxburgh who don't know about Circle of Hope. If Jesus doesn't come and touch our our church, I don't know what will happen. We might stay where we are. We might do what is manageable or predictable. We might be tempted to rely on the small ways that we know how to survive. But what if we call out and ask for mercy? What if we're desperate for a world stuck in darkness or isolation? What if we had the audacity to demand Jesus' attention? I mean, how weird is it that Bartimaeus started out the day blind and ended up seeing? 
What if we would call out to Jesus in our need? He might say to us, what is it you want me to do for you? My whole point today in looking at Bartimaeus is to encourage us to name our need. I want to follow Bartimaeus and say, Jesus, I want to see. We want to see ourselves the way you see us. We're not alone. We're not stuck in our tininess. We're not just looking out for ourselves or surviving the best way we know how. We are seen and known by God through Jesus, who hears our cries and in response gives himself so that we can be healed. The healing that we receive doesn't always come in like a miraculous moment like it did for Bartimaeus, but through living a life, a new life in Jesus with Jesus' people. And it involves our cooperation. Bartimaeus stood up and moved to Jesus. He threw off his cloak. I see that as a symbol of of his cooperation to receive a new capacity of new life. His cloak may have been the way that he collected donations as people gave him money. Uh, It may have been the way that he protected himself from the elements. Leaving his old ways is like he wouldn't need them anymore. He moved towards Jesus. In this new life with Jesus and his people, we're on a mission that's bigger than ourselves. We might have to throw off some old ways. We get freed from our own darkness and our own limitations when we live as people of light together. It takes some surrender to do that and some faith. It takes giving up our place at the side of the road, our smallness. We're, we're ready to move into what's next as a community. Let's see ourselves as people who have been given sight and follow Jesus to reach the next person. We want to see others in the way that you see them. Jesus continues on the road to Jericho when this, when this healing happened um, to Jerusalem. He's, he's moving into his death. He weeps over Jerusalem. Can we let our hearts be moved with that kind of passion? Can we risk putting ourselves out there in ways that might be misunderstood? What events can we have or what can we show up to Where do we need to go and and meet folks? How can we accept a public attention? Or or are we more comfortable being by the side of the road? Jesus was moving right into the heart of the city. He, He was moving right into people's expectations. He didn't lose himself in those expectations. He came knowing that God was gonna do something so much greater than what the people expected in a way that was totally unexpected. Can we together like trust God enough to take those risks with Jesus, to face dying to ourselves in some way? Can we put ourselves out there in ways that move with Jesus right into the real needs that people have?
This is why we organize ourselves to be a cell church, to relate to each other face-to-face, person-to-person. That's why we have the meetings that we do. It's why we organize to do compassion all over the city. That's why we plan this next season of Lent, hoping to touch people's anxiety and fear and isolation. Jesus is getting right into the most vulnerable places in us to bring healing. And we're organizing as a community to do that work with Jesus. We want to see the world the way that you see it, Jesus. We need to keep asking hard questions and staying conscious of what's going on around us. Keep evaluating who are we and who are we called to be. Any living organism, like I said, even the body of Christ, tends to revert to familiar patterns. So to see the world the way Jesus sees it requires a group consciousness. It takes all of us to stay on a mission that is bigger than us, to respond to the needs that are evident in our neighborhoods with practical, compassionate ways, to build relationships. We need to keep asking God to stimulate our imagination for how to relate to people in our region. It takes courage to demonstrate and to speak of Jesus in our daily lives, like Erica was talking about. It feels risky, but trusting God will lead us to those who are looking for a place and a people with whom to belong, where Jesus can do this work of healing among us. Receiving sight from Jesus prompts our change in direction from staying put and settling in to keep keeping moving. From our own need for purpose or fulfillment to a bigger mission that gives us purpose and fulfillment. We are a people like Bartimaeus that get up and follow. The miracle of receiving sight is demonstrated as we move with Jesus, including people in a bigger reality that only comes after a dying and rising with Jesus. But we're not alone. Jesus has paved the way for this new life. And his plan is to keep using us to share it. So let's keep asking for the miracle, for our eyes to be opened to who we are, to how Jesus sees others and the world, so that we can keep moving with Jesus into the next, the next place he leads us to go. Let me pray for us. Jesus, it does feel risky to keep um, moving, to keep uprooting what the ways that we might want to settle in and get comfortable. But we are, we are following you, and you are leading us into the redemption of the whole world. We want to participate in that in whatever way we can, so keep leading us by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.